Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Soulbox Radio presents Evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Disney. Hi, this is Robin White Turtle Disney. The show is Evolve, and my very special guest today is Nikki Scully. Uh, who founded Shamanic Journeys. She's the author of eight books on healing, shamanism, and the Egyptian mysteries. She's taken over 60 trips to uh, Egypt, and she now has a company that uh, sponsors, takes trips there. She has a new book out, uh, which we'll be talking about today, called Sekhmet Transformations in the Belly of the Goddess, and it's being released the 1st of June. Um, and uh, we've got so much to talk about today, Nikki. Welcome to my show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, I actually got my first copies in today. I'm oh. so excited. Oh, how, how exciting. And I'm signing and sending off the pre-orders. That's what I was doing when I had to stop and call you. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, really wonderful. Exciting. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm really happy with it. Oh, great. It's a beautiful cover. And uh, we're talking through Skype, so I, I just she just showed me the cover of the book. It's just absolutely beautiful. So you have been doing shamanic healing journeys and taking trips for many years, uh, helping people grow through Egyptian shamanism. And I want to just jump right in and talk about the benefits uh, for people doing this work because um, obviously people love what you're doing and you're a magnet for so many people interested in shamanism. Can you talk a little bit about what people get out of the shaman, shamanistic journeys that you help them with? Well, each journey is specifically designed to help them in a, in a certain way. Uh, for example, I would have a journey that would help them deal with fear. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have two, one with Anubis and one with Sekhmet. And um, so... The journey, all my books are, they're full of information, but the most important information is what people get from the direct experience mm-hmm. of working with the Pantheon of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so um, each journey is designed to connect them to um, a principle or archetype from that pantheon that can then give them the teaching of the moment that they require. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on what, what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got eight books worth of journeys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some of them are initiations, some of them are rites of passage, some of them are, um, there's one whole book, The Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, that is, all about discovering your own divinity mm-hmm. because the although Egypt was not until recently looked at as a shamanic culture, you know, mm-hmm. how could such a high civilization be a shamanic culture? And yet it is so related to the indigenous cultures in that they see God in all things. Mm-hmm. In fact, the word for God in Egypt is netter, the plural netteru, the uh, feminine netert, but the Coptic is nature, mm. and English is nature. Ah, oh, I love that. So, so they named their gods for the various aspects of nature, which is why you see human bodies with um, animal heads, you see plants, you see uh, all, all of these associations with nature because that's where their medicine comes from, mm-hmm. just like Native Americans. Mm-hmm. It's not really that different, mm-hmm. but they built their temples to last and they, with tremendous power of intention invested those buildings and all of their statuary in the 
ka or the energetic relationship to the ancestors mm -hmm. so that their reason for being is vibrant still today thousands of years later mm -hmm. and all you have to do is walk in there with an open heart and an open mind and they start talking to you uh -huh. if you have a really good guide you know what to ask mm -hmm. and you get the 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 deeper information mm -hmm. and that's what what we provide when we take groups to Egypt mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you you yourself went to Egypt initially and had some kind of experience can you talk about how you got into this because I think it's so <laughs> fascinating um, you know that they spoke to you in such a clear way can can you share a little bit about your story about beginning with this well at, at that time, this was in 1978, I was um, married to the first manager of the Grateful Dead. Mm -hmm. And so when the Grateful Dead decided they were going to go and play at the pyramids, I knew I had to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was. And it was, without compare, the most magical experience of my life. Mm -hmm. I probably can't remember too many details because I was in an altered state most of the, almost the entire time. But I was so enchanted with Egypt that I returned three weeks later and then again and again and again the very first year. And by after a full year of going back and forth to Egypt, I had committed to becoming a healer and I knew that I could not follow that path unless I found a teacher because I didn't even know what it meant to be a healer. Mm -hmm. And so um, by, the, by January of 1981, I packed up my two little girls and moved to Eugene, Oregon and found a teacher and started receiving a fast track of initiations into what evolved into alchemical healing mm -hmm. which is the healing form that I've been teaching for well since about 1983 uh, yeah 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 that's a powerful story yeah well I know that when you go to to any sacred site there is a resonant there a resonance there that if you're sensitive to the energies you can feel you can feel them but I imagine that with all the mathematical uh, kind of sacred geometry that's involved in Egypt with the pyramids and the temples, because they were all of that was very important to them. Uh, from my art historical background uh, years and years ago, uh, I, I am imagining that they're very, very powerful. And I've never been to Egypt, but uh, it's fascinating to hear about it and how it opened you up. Um, so you have this new book coming out, and I'm very excited about that. Can you talk a little bit about it, Sekhmet Transforming the Belly of the Goddess? Transformation. Transformation, sorry, in the belly of the goddess. Uh-huh, Sekhmet. And, and that's very literal. Uh -huh. uh, Sekhmet is the lioness-headed goddess of Egypt, known and feared as the goddess of war and destruction. However... She is the quintessential healing goddess of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And it's that aspect of her that invites us into this work. Mm -hmm. And it is from the healing perspective that you commit to transforming those aspects of yourself that are troublesome, the those characteristic that characteristics that cause you to react instead of respond right. in life, and also any weaknesses, um, behavioral problems that you just can't seem to shake, um, illness, pain, and once you begin the preparations which are fairly serious. I mean, you have to uh, take yourself deeper and deeper to bring these things up to your consciousness so that you can 
offer them to the goddess. And when you do, you get a bit of a surprise, and you find yourself in the belly of the goddess, mm -hmm. where you remain so that you witness the transformation of your offering from the perspective of being inside the goddess. Mm. In so doing, you literally observe the alchemy that happens when those characteristics are received, um, the parts that need to be discarded go out as waste, others go to... <clears throat> to healing and strengthening you and to strengthening the goddess herself. Mm -hmm. So you're witness to the entire process and you're there until you complete the book. Mm -hmm. But as you complete the book, each journey, each chapter takes you through the digestion process, the dissolution process, and then the regeneration process where you're put back together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a, I mean you're, you're witness to it you see yourself becoming stronger and you feel yourself becoming healed mm -hmm. and if you choose to go back after you come out this completely renewed individual having passed through the classic shamanic death illumination and rebirth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while you're fully conscious in the real world, mm -hmm. once you've done that, you have sight in both worlds simultaneously. Yes. Wow. And you know that you are always, in a sense, one with that goddess. She is in you and you are in her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, so it takes a tremendous amount of trust and yet the rewards are, I, I what can I say? They, yeah. They're, they're life-changing yeah. and wondrous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and seem magical to the uninitiated. And yet, when you've been through the process, well, it makes perfect sense mm -hmm. because you, you get to observe the entire process yeah and it sounds like people get stripped down to that which is their conditioning and um, the the outer um, things that we we identify with into their essence so they get exactly. more close to their essence so it's a process all the way down to their essence <laughs> yes all the way down to their essence which which i think is the process in a way that our culture must go through in order to really come out the other side with a sustainable, reasonable culture that's going to be here for all people. Um, exactly. Yeah. So the purpose of this book is exactly that, because Sekhmet is the feminine face of the sun. She is... Uh, She is the guardian of Ma'at. Mm. And Ma'at, to the Egyptians, to every Egyptian child, they knew they were born to be in service to Ma'at. Ma'at mm. Ma is both a goddess and a concept. As a goddess, she's winged. She wears a single feather on her head. She stands on the plinth, the foundation, the solid foundation. And um, she represents truth balance, justice, and um, cosmic law. Mm -hmm. And so Sekhmet is like the main guardian. When things get completely out of whack on the planet like they are now, she comes in and according to her legend, she was the last time this happened or, or the time that it happened when the myth was came into being, she just was so blown away by the disrespect of humans for humans, for nature, for the planet, for the sun, that she just started slaughtering everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, Ra 
was who sent her there because she's the daughter of his eye, the sun god, didn't know what to do. So he called on Thoth, <clears throat> the god of wisdom, uh-huh. who <clears throat> told him to make 7,000 vats of barley beer. Now, what it doesn't say in the myth is what that beer was spiked with. Mm-hmm. So there was... It, it might talk about poppies and mandrake root, but it doesn't talk about the psychedelic properties of it. Uh-huh. So what really happened is that she went from disgust to a fierce compassion uh-huh. and just reacted. And then when she received the medicine Uh in the form of this beer, it wasn't that she thought it was blood. She knew darn well it wasn't blood. Uh She drank it anyway. (laughs) And she went from rage to love and then walked away. Uh Because from that expanded state of consciousness, she couldn't slaughter anybody. She just had to walk away. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about as the myth would have us believe that you subjugate the goddess by drugging her. Uh huh. That sounds very patriarchal interpretation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You awaken her to love, and then when Thoth finally coaxed her back, she took on the form of Hathor. Ah. Uh. Uh-huh. as the goddess of love. So Hathor and Sekhmet are two sides of the same coin. Oh, now that's new information. I never knew that before. It's fascinating. So how do you see Sekhmet? Uh, obviously what this process is doing that you're sharing in this new book um, on Sekhmet, Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess, is that she is helping people transform from fear to love through the process that you have in the book. Um, can you talk how that's relevant in the age of this crazy conservative politics that we're in? Because it seems well, like we're in this kind of fear-mongering strategy. <laughs> we're being run by fear, and, and we've been sufficiently dumbed down yes. in our culture to, to go for it. Mm-hmm. And to believe this insane rhetoric. I I can't comprehend it, but a lot of people are going for it. Mm -hmm. And so what this book does is takes you from whether it's fear or rage or physical serious weakness or and problems I mean your DNA gets worked on, your brain gets worked on, you get all kinds of new, uh, your spine gets put back together in a new way. I mean, everything is transformed Mm -hmm. through the journeys in this book while you're in the belly of the goddess. Mm -hmm. And you can function in the real world while this is happening Mm -hmm. and still observe what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that there's anything out there like it. Right. It's not for people who aren't willing to commit to a full-on shamanic experience of transformation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Because but I, if, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But if you do, the rewards are are awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very exciting work. It is very exciting work. I'm so happy to be talking to you about this. I'm talking with Nikki Scully. She is the author of Sekhmet, Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess, the author of many other books, and uh, she is uh, has uh, an organization that uh, helps people get to Egypt, among other things. Uh, she's the, the founder of Shamanic Journeys Limited, and uh, we'll be right back. Um, uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listney, and the show is Evolved. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. 
Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, this is your host for Evolve, Robin White Turtle Listney. And I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone. And I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California. So you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have um, five books. Uh, four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, my rec- more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love. And this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things. You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show. Welcome back. This is Robin White Turtle Listening. The show is Evolve. And I'm with Nikki Scully, who founded Shamanic Journeys Limited and continues to guide journeys and organizations on spiritual pilgrimages to Egypt. She uh, lives in Eugene, Oregon, but she... And uh, she's going to about to be uh, on a, a big tour that's coming up. Um, she's the author of eight books, and she's got a new one coming out called Sekhmet Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess. Uh, she's taken over 60 trips to Egypt uh, on the, and uh, speaks a lot about the Egyptian mysteries, sh- uh, healing, and shamanism. Nikki, it's just such a pleasure to have you on my show. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this great tour that you're taking, because I think uh, you have a lot of different places you're going. And I know um, uh, this will air after the 15th, or on the 15th, so you've got a Mountain View event in East-West. Uh, I'm probably halfway through through the tour by now yeah (laughs) even though i haven't left yet (laughs) but um i i think the one that's coming up right after that is the east west books in mountain view Mm -hmm. um where i'll be doing actually we'll be at the ananda temple in palo alto and i'll be uh working with bruce lipton I'll be opening for him, and then he and I will be doing a discussion, and then he'll be doing a a part of it, Uh his part. And uh, it's always so exciting to work with him because that bringing together science and shamanism is is really one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the last in this tour and then the next thing will be the 21st and 22nd of july i'll be at east west in seattle oh great and then um then in august i'll be at the the new england women's herbal conference Mm -hmm. in new hampshire which is one of my very most favorite events there is uh rosemary gladstar is the um, uh, world-renowned herbalist that runs it, and she and I go back about 40 years. Uh, and she's sort of the one that pushed me into um, learning something that I could teach. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I could teach at her events. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, so it's always a joy when I do, because she was doing events back in the 70s, and no one since has ever come up with the magic that she provides in her in her events. There's something about the way she does things and the the attention to detail and beauty and aesthetic that makes it different than anything else. Uh, that's marvelous, and that's going to be in August. Is that right? The twenty fifth to the twenty seventh, and. It's- and I- 
And I will be doing a virtual launch uh-huh. that might be June 30th, but I might put it off. So you just mm-hmm. have to go to my website, shamanicjourneys.com or nikkiscully.com and, and, and follow my schedule. Uh-huh. Or my Facebook pages. Right, right, right. Sounds great. Well, you are going to share with us uh, today a journey and to give people a little taste of what could happen in in many of your books and uh, especially in this new one, Sekhmet Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess. Um, What journey are you going to share with us today? Well, I think I'd like, because you brought up fear and because fear is so up for everybody right now Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to to share her fear journey okay um and so let me just find it here Mm -hmm. I had it open to the page but I lost it that's okay um so the idea of this journey is that first of all that we learn to distinguish between the fears that keep us alive from those fears that have been laid on us since we were in utero Mm -hmm. that seem to run our lives a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and allow us to fall prey to the almost universal fear that the planet is gripped in Mm -hmm. at the moment. And so... The idea um, is to be able to distinguish those fears and to transform them and, again, observe that transformation so that you don't have to go back there again. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So to avoid living in the fight-or-flight mode and having our adrenals on high alert, um, we want to be able to make conscious responses Mm -hmm. to the challenges that we face. And so um, the aim of this transformation of these fears is... um, to help us to identify them and work with them in a way that um, allows you to transform them in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do this by paying Sekhmet a a visit. So you'll need to be able to imagine, those of you who don't know who Sekhmet is, a beautiful woman's body with a lioness head. And um, she wears the uraeus at her diadem and um, a sun disc uh-huh. above her head, uh-huh. you know, that goes up from her, the top of her head with the, with the cobra in front of it. Mm-hmm. And in the statue that we go to visit her, she has... She holds the ankh in her right hand and a papyrus staff in her left hand. Mm -hmm. And it's about maybe a seven or eight foot tall uh, black granite statue Mm -hmm. that it's been standing in the same place in Karnak for... 3,500 years. Mm-hmm. It had been actually, it had been broken and repaired, but they did such a good job that it was years. I had to read that it had been broken and repaired and look for it mm-hmm. before I could tell that it had been repaired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what else do you need to know? So what are the symbols in her hand? The staff, the, the onk is the, the staff onk, of life. It's the key of life. Key of life. It's like a mm-hmm. cross with a round top. Uh-huh, right. And, and you'll often on the temple wall see them hold the, the stick of the cross and put the loop under the nose of the pharaoh so that the... So that the Pharaoh can breathe in eternal life that's uh-huh. conferred by the ankh. Uh-huh. 
And the papyrus, what does the papyrus represent? The papyrus represents the um, the plant of Lower Egypt, which is in the north, where Sekhmet comes from, even though this statue is in the south, where the lotus represents. And often you'll see where the lotus and the papyrus are entwined, mm-hmm. which speaks to the unification of Upper and Lower Egypt, mm-hmm. which is what created the empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the old kingdom and the first pharaohs it all had to do with the bringing together of the two lands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is in some ways a metaphor for as above so below right 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 the, so everything has dual meanings right right and many have several and according to your level of initiation is how you perceive uh-huh. on the walls right right and the nile being the river of life that runs joins the two of them you know the the river of the well amazing. what what that joins actually because it flows through both lower and upper egypt right. it's the west bank is this death side and the right bank is the life side ah. uh-huh. so that's how uh, uh, you know, the West, the East is life, the West is death. Uh-huh, right. So right. that's how that's, how the river fits in. Yeah. But the river flowed by all the pyramids at one time so that the stones could be floated from Upper Egypt. Uh-huh. Because the river flows north. It flows from the south in the heart of of Africa all the way up to the Mediterranean. Ah, uh-huh. oh, fascinating. So do we still have time to do it in this segment? Absolutely, yes. No, let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, we start all the work with what I call the heart breath. Okay. So um, would you say your listeners are fairly experienced? Yes, I would say so. Most okay. of them are very interested in transformation, so... Okay, then I'm going to do the instructions so that you can do it all at once. The idea is that you're going to inhale the power and vitality of the earth while simultaneously drawing down with your inhale the intelligence of the celestial bodies and beings Mm -hmm. and especially the field of consciousness within the earth and all the celestial bodies are suspended. Mm -hmm. And so the breath will work like bellows. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to do is connect all of the listeners so that even if they're listening to a recording, they're going to hear it. Um, They're going to, be joined with all of the listeners who've ever listened to this program. Okay. Great. Okay? Uh-huh. And so we start by, if you're driving, please pull over. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get to a quiet place where you don't have to be inhibited, do it. Otherwise, when it comes time to make the sounding, you'll have to imagine it. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to kind of freak out the people that are around you. <laughs> but the sound is very important. So if you're using silent sound, you want to make sure that it has all your energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So you start by just focusing on your heart and finding the eternal flame that lives within your heart center, that spark of your soul's flame that you carry from lifetime to lifetime. And as you bring it into focus, feed it with love. Love is the fuel. And as your heart flame begins to expand and brighten, begin to breathe 
from the very depths of the earth and the very heart of the cosmos, inhaling the vitality and power, the elements and crystals and minerals and plants of the earth, medicines of the earth, at the same time as you're inhaling the intelligence of all the celestial, celestial bodies and beings and the consciousness that is throughout the universe. And you're pulling, inhaling that down through your crown while the energy is coming up from the earth and they meet at your heart center and mix with the love that you're continuously pouring on your flame. So it takes a couple of breaths to get the rhythm. And then when you exhale, you're exhaling from your heart in every direction and every cell and molecule of your body come to alertness and go, oh, what's happening here? Something's happening. And then pretty soon it'll radiate out. And after uh, we do about three breaths together, then all our heart flames will connect. And that's when we get that exponential power of the listening audience. Mm -hmm. So... Inhale from earth and sky. Hold your breath while it mixes with your love. Then exhale in every direction from your heart. And inhale from earth and sky. Hold your breath while it mixes with your love. And exhale in every direction, noticing how it begins to radiate outward. Now inhale from earth and sky, feel as it mixes with your love, and then exhale out in every direction, and you're going to feel a surge of energy as your heart flame connects with the person nearest to you, and around the world it goes, and we're all connected, and there's this huge glow of light that surrounds the planet because there's people from all over the world listening to this call. And that is an invitation for all the beings that work with me to recognize that I'm happening and they start flocking in and surrounding the circle of light and each of you who are listening, invoke those spirit guides, ancestors, beings of all pantheons that you work with to join this circle of light so that we have as above the spirit beings that are helping us and then all of the beings that are listening around the world. Okay, now that we're connected and you, you go ahead and greet and honor the beings that you recognize, welcome those that you don't, and offer your next heart breath to the goddess Sekhmet. So as you inhale... Envision her in your mind, this beautiful um, either statue of or just female goddess with the head of a lioness surmounted by the sun disk and the Uraeus crown. And then when you exhale, you will first see the eyes of Sekhmet gleaming in the darkness within the center of this glow of light. Invite her to join you and help you to deal with whatever fears inhabit your being that don't belong there, that are, are no longer serving you.
and just keep that heart breath going until she comes to life standing before you in her goddess form. If this is the first time you're seeing Sekhmet, allow yourself, well, regardless, as soon as you come into full recognition of her, um, see your see her eye to eye, feel her heart to heart. And at this point, she may place a paw or a hand upon your heart, and you can feel her sekem, her power, as it moves into your heart and into your circulatory system so that it moves into every cell and molecule of your body waking up the ancient memory that resides within your DNA, the DNA in every cell, reminding every part of you that this goddess truly lives within you. And notice how it feels to have her courage and power coursing through you. She may have a message for you right now. Just take a moment to receive it. And now because she's come to help you work through your fears, as you continue to feel her power coursing through your being, she morphs into her beautiful lioness form and nudges you to become a lioness with her. So feel as you begin to transfigure into a lioness as your breath, your body, your muscles change, as your whiskers grow and you begin to sense how they communicate information to you, stretch into the fullness of your lioness body and follow Sekhmet, experiencing her grace and strength as she takes you on a journey to the savannah. And now you find yourself running with her across the savannah. And you can tell she knows exactly where she's going. Notice how your senses become more acute with each stride of your graceful lioness body. She's taking you on a hunt. And in the distance, you begin to perceive the first fear that is coming to meet you. Sekhmet shows you how to stop and crouch in the grass to watch. And once you're still and hidden, observe this fear closely. Listen very carefully. Sniff the air. You can smell it. You may be able to even taste it on your tongue. Is this a fear that is serving your higher self? Is it keeping you safe? Notice where you feel it in your body and how your body reacts to it. If this fear is something that still serves you, then honor it. Thank it. If it's one that you wish to transform, Sekhmet may nudge you to stand and directly face this fear. You begin to hear a low, grumbling sound. Possibly before you even realize that it's coming from you, let the sound build as you face this fear and then let loose with a great lioness 
roar. And notice how the fear reacts. Don't be shy. Sekhmet's right there with you. The roar seems to have a life of its own, as it's not necessary to know the story behind the fear. Yet isolating in this way helps you to let go of it. And you will see it either simply transform or just dissipate and disappear. Now we don't have a lot of time because we're on the radio, so maybe hunt down one more fear following the same process. Distinguish whether it serves you or not. Give gratitude if it does. And those that are no longer serving you, let out that huge giant roar and let go of that fear. Sometimes you'll know the source of this fear, the specific situation that caused it, and sometimes it will be obscure. In either case, allow it to transform or disappear. And at a later date, you can continue this hunt with Sekhmet. And do so until there are no more fears showing up. And then, and even now, Sekhmet is walking beside you, enjoying the sun in the aftermath of the hunt. She's always available to you in the future now that you know where to find her. And just take a last stretch in your lioness form, relishing the power and strength that is the natural state of a healthy lioness. And feel yourself come back to your human form as Sekhmet returns to her goddess form while you slowly walk back to your current place in present time and space. Be sure to express your gratitude to Sekhmet for this teaching. And you, when you feel complete, take a deep heart breath, pulling up the earth to help to ground you into your physical body. Wiggle your toes and fingers and slowly open your eyes. Thank you, Mickey. Wow, that was very powerful. Uh, I know I sure felt a transformation. <laughs> so I, it's just fantastic to have you here and share this with our listening audience. So uh, I'm with Nikki Scully. She is the author of eight books, and she takes healing trips to Egypt and uh, discovers with you the healing healing shamanism and the Egyptian mysteries. Uh, she founded Shamanic Journeys Limited, and her newest book is Sekhmet, Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess. And we just experienced uh, one of those amazing transformational experiences. So we'll be right back. Mickey, thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll come back in just a few minutes. Thank you. This is Robin White Turtle listening, and the show is about... Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. 
Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. And we're back. Uh, we're with Nikki Scully, who's the author of eight books, uh, most recently Sekhmet Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess, and she's the founder of Shamanic Journeys Limited. Uh, and uh, she's going to be doing a tour coming up in various locations, including uh, Palo Alto and Sa- um, Seattle and so on. And uh, welcome back, Nikki. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, have you share with the audience um, what else you do to help people transform and what you're available for uh, with sessions and mentoring and things like that. Sure. I, I love my work. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually in transition. Uh-huh. I used to do a lot of retreats at my home, and this year we had a devastating ice storm mm. that totally transformed our place. And I realized that I, I really don't need to be um, having retreats here because... With the new technology, mm-hmm. I can do teleclasses. Like right now, I'm completing alchemical healing levels one and two mm-hmm. um, in video chat. And it's just like being here, except you don't have to pay the price of a plane ticket and go through TSA. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just getting so crazy to travel mm-hmm. that... This is becoming a real boon Mm -hmm. for both my students and myself because I'm getting older. I'm turning 74 this month. Oh, my heavens. Wow. um, I'm, I'm, you know, very happy to stay home. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So I'm doing a lot more classes um, using Zoom video chat. Uh And um, it's very exciting because... We can all see each other. It's like building community. And uh, I probably won't do another class till the fall. And I'll probably start with alchemical healing to give Sekhmet a little more time to get out into the world. And then I'll do Sekhmet in the belly of the goddess. I've done at least a half dozen of those classes. And they are by far my most popular classes. Mm-hmm. That and alchemical healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's one way. Other people like to do more private studies with me, and so I have a mentoring program mm-hmm. where they can get six private um, times with me at a discount. Mm-hmm. And then I just do single where the first one's a little more because I have to learn about the people. It takes longer. And then following that, um, they're, uh, they're, they're less money, but mm-hmm. I, can, I do a lot of uh, private work with people, and I can do small private groups with people, mm-hmm. and then I get to stay home in my garden and <laughs> be comfortable wherever they like. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. I will be doing a virtual book launch. I'm not yet sure of the date. Please come on to my website, shamanicjourneys.com, and, and get on my mailing list so that you'll know when, when these things are happening. Mm-hmm. I do about a bi-monthly um, free planetary healing call to action. Oh. I think is is one of the most important things that I do. I've building been building community online ever since my planetary healing book came out um, a few years ago, and it's growing. It's actually birthed a, um, a new one, which mm-hmm. is um, Michael Stone has a new moon mm-hmm. call to action, ah. which is. Um, you know, born from the 
planetary healing call to action. Mm -hmm. So I stay away from the moon new moon try and get mine on the full moons <laughs> <laughs> and um you know when i'm not on the road mm -hmm. i'll be i'll be doing that again mm -hmm. and um what else can i tell you yeah so they um, they can access you through your website shamanicjourneys.com and uh, get more information on all of the above, right? So, and I and I do have to talk about the Egypt trips because yeah. that's still one of the most important and vibrant things. And I'll keep going there. I'll keep taking people there as long as I feel it's safe. Uh huh. So I recommend you do it sooner rather than later because the world is getting crazier all the time. Uh huh. But right now we've got two coming in. Uh, one in. February and one in March of next year, and mm. then again in the fall of next year. Uh -huh. And um, one of them is for people who've already been to Egypt, so they can see some more unusual sites. Uh -huh. And then the other is our standard tour, but there's nothing about our standard tour except for the places that we go. Mm -hmm. Because what's taught really depends on the dynamic of the group uh -huh. and what the alchemy that the the pantheon wants to share with that particular group of people uh -huh. and it's a mystery it's a mystery school in mm. egypt yeah. an egyptian mystery school and so there's been times that we're halfway through before we know where we're going uh-huh we're aiming for in, in terms of what is the universal medicine that's going to come from this particular journey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it, it never fails to, to be exciting, magical, new, and wondrous. Uh-huh. And you take that journey with um, a couple of other people, is that right? Or you take them um, yourself? I've stopped... Like I said, I did more than 60 of them. I'm turning 74. Uh-huh. Got some back issues. Oh. So uh, while I'm getting myself stronger, um, Norma Ellis, who is a fine scholar and wrote Awakening Osiris, which is uh, the translation of the Book of the Dead, which is the one book that if I were... Uh, moored on an island somewhere and had only one book, that would be it. Uh -huh. that's, that's my scriptures. And she reads the, the hieroglyphs. So uh -huh. she's an amazing confluence of scholar, priestess, and shaman. Mm, marvelous. Yeah. And her teaching partner is Indigo Ronlove, who is just brilliant and uh, intelligent and has been uh, she must have done at least 10 trips with me by now uh -huh. and she's taken a number of her own and she's really good and the two of them together are stellar uh -huh. and they're doing the one in, in February and the one in March is with her and another student of mine Deb Clarkin uh -huh. who actually was a huge help to me in bringing in um many of the journeys and the illustrations that are in the Sekhmet book, mm -hmm. as, was, uh, as was Indigo. Uh -huh. And, and uh, there are two forewords, one written by Norma Ellis and the other by Hank Wesselman. Ah, oh, great. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I've had tremendous support in writing this book because mm -hmm. really there is nothing like it out yeah, there. Right, right. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. I've been speaking with Nikki Scully, who is obviously a scholar as well as the author of eight books. <laughs> and she founded Shamanic Journeys and continues to guide inner journeys and uh, spiritual pilgrimages to Egypt. Uh, she is a healer, a, shama a shaman, and she uh, talks a lot about the Egyptian mysteries through her books. Her latest one has been Sek is Sekhmet, Transformation in the Belly of the Goddess. She just shared with us a journey, so if you're just joining us, please listen to the show because uh, it's a fabulous journey to help release fear. So, Nikki, thank you so much. It's such a delight to see you again and uh, connect, and thank you for the interview. It's been just a great day today. So, 
My pleasure, Robin. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. This is Robin White Turtle Disney, and the show is Evolve. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time for Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m.